Now available, it's the ACB Radio Tuner, version 8. What you try it now, man? A triumph of technological engineering. A work of art. Now ACB Radio is easier than ever to receive. With our ACB Radio Tuner number 8, you can receive all of our channels such as Mainstream, The Voice of the Blind Community, Cafe, uh, What You Said, Treasure Trove, Sunday, I was on Jack Benny's program. I heard you on you as well. Interactive. Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. World news and information. Your Majesty, congratulations. And our live events channel. Pick it up today from our download section on www.acbradio.org. This week on Main Menu, executive producer Chase Crispin introduces and demos for us the Orion T84 Plus Talking Graphing Calculator from American Printing House for the Blind. We don't get into any advanced functions such as graphing for the sake of time this go-round, but we do look at basic math operations on the Orion TI84 Plus, how to use help mode to find out what all of the keys do, and how to change all of the accessibility options available on the Orion unit. Mary Emerson introduces us to Brailleage version 1.1. Today I'm going to discuss the Braille Edge and the upgrade, which is software version 1.1, build 2013-08-09, which I just installed last evening. And compliments of Talk Podcast Network, Jamie Pauls brings us an interview with a representative from IRIA talking about their latest products. What are you most excited to talk about this convention? At ACB we're showcasing um, the index braille embossers we have on display in Everest D version 4. Um, we also have Alpha braille displays. Um, 40 cell refreshable braille displays and we're showing the BC640 with feature pack at the booth. We cover it all today on Main Menu. Main Menu. Main Menu. Welcome to Main Menu for the week of August 23rd through August 29, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are pleased that you are with us here today on Main Menu. As you have already heard, we have quite a list of things coming up for you today, and we will be getting into our coverage for today right away soon. Not just a whole lot of new things going on this week in the assistive technology field, but I did want to mention to you that uh, since there are some new phones coming out very soon, something called an iPhone that's going to be coming out here in the next few weeks in September, that one of the things you may want to be thinking about is what are the charges that you are going to be 
expected to pay when you buy your new phone. And looking at a couple of articles in a different couple of places this past week, I noticed that you can be charged quite a bit for some services that maybe you didn't even know you're getting charged for, or maybe there are some terms on your plan that you didn't know exactly what they were. And just wanted to encourage you, before you sign up for that new two-year contract on that new phone, be sure you check in these, find out exactly what the terms are you are getting, and you may want to know what is unlimited data. What does that really mean? And do you really have unlimited data? Even though they say you do, do you really have unlimited data? That's a good thing to be looking at. Checking it out right now because it won't be long until you'll have to make that big decision about what you're going to pay for the next two years. We're going to go right ahead now and get into our coverage for this week. You have a great week. I hope you enjoy the coverage this week. And we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Chase is going to be setting in for me next week while I take a bit of a vacation. So you have a great Labor Day weekend. And we'll see you back here soon on Main Menu. It's summer and traditionally a time when the technology companies, including the assistive technology companies, come out with a lot of their new and cool things. And this summer we want you to remember that we here at Main Menu will keep you on top of what's hot and what's cool this summer in the technology field. So don't miss us every week here on Main Menu. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin, and for those of you who listened to last week's program, you may remember the interview that I conducted with Ken Perry from the American Printing House for the Blind all about the Orion TI-84 Plus talking graphing calculator. This week, I have a pretty extensive demo of the calculator and some of its capabilities. We don't get into any advanced functions such as graphing for the sake of time this go-round, but we do look at basic math operations on the Orion TI-84+, how to use help mode to find out what all of the keys do, and how to change all of the accessibility options available on the Orion unit. If you did not listen to last week's program and you would like more background information on this device before hearing my review, you may want to either check out last week's program, or you can visit tech.aph.org and click on the Orion TI-84 Plus link for more information. We will first begin by looking at the keys, which are the greatest distance from you, located past the LCD screen of the TI-84 Plus, which are the 11 keys located on the Orion unit. These are the keys that control the special accessible functions of the device. On the left side of the face of the Orion unit are six keys arranged in a braille cell, with three keys vertically on the left, and immediately to the right of those keys are three keys oriented vertically also. The top leftmost key, or braille dot one, is the repeat key. Pressing this will repeat whatever the calculator last said, and holding this down will read character by character what was last said. The key to the right of that, dot 4 in a braille cell, 
is the Preferences key, which enters the Orion Preferences menu that allows you to control all of the different speech and accessibility options of the Orion unit. The second key down on the left, Braille.2, is volume down, and the key to the right of that key is volume up. This controls the volume of speech, and note that the headphone and speaker volume are independent, so when you plug in headphones, the device remembers what level your volume was set at. In the Braille.2, position, or the bottom leftmost key on the Orion unit, is the control key, which allows you to press it to pause the speech, and then press it again to resume hearing what you were last listening to. So this is your speech interrupt key, similar to pressing the control key to silence speech on a computer with a screen reader. You can also hold down the control key and press the volume up and down keys that we just discussed to change the speech rate. So control plus volume up will increase the speech rate, and control plus volume down will decrease the speech rate. And the key to the right of that is the shift key. The shift key allows you to put the device into silent mode or mute the speech so that a sighted user can use your TI-84 plus Orion version just like you would use a standard TI-84 plus. So to mute the speech, tap the shift key once, and to turn the speech back on when you need speech once again, press the shift key again. We will be talking about these more when we use specific functions, but the control and shift buttons are held down in conjunction with some of the other keys we already mentioned to access more functions, such as switching the unit between speech and tone mode. To the right of the keys set up in a braille cell format, you will find six more keys. These are your arrow keys with the home key in the center. You will find an up, left, down, and right key, and these are used to move by lines up and down through a menu or through lines of calculations, but the TI-84 Plus itself does have arrow keys, so you will not always need to use these keys. The only time you need to use these arrow keys is either to move character by character in a calculation, or to review previous calculations without moving the cursor from its current location where you are working with creating a new calculation. On the edge facing away from you of the Orion unit, you will find a series of ports. There is a small port on the left, which we are not going to worry about. This is a very small round hole. The port to the right of that small round hole is the micro USB port. The port to the right of that is the mini USB port, and this is where you plug in the USB cable to charge your device or connect it to a computer. And to the right of the USB jacks is the headphone port where you can plug in any standard 8th inch 3.5mm headphone cord. On either side, the left or right edge of the Orion unit, you will fill the speaker grills for the two stereo speakers. On the face of the unit, once again, below the keys we discussed on the Orion unit, you will find the flat LCD screen. Below the LCD screen, you will fill many buttons, which are the buttons of the TI-84 Plus itself, located mostly in rows and columns, with the left, right, up, and down arrow keys that you can feel towards the top right of the pad of buttons. These include all of the keys you need to enter calculations and solve things like matrices, as well as complete graphs. We will not go over each key here in this tutorial, because the purpose of this tutorial is to get you started with the Orion TI-84+, Plus, turn it on, and look at some of its most basic functions. If you flip the Orion TI-84 Plus calculator over, you will feel the battery cover. You will feel a dip in the surface of the calculator. You can put your finger down into this dip, pull your finger towards you, and lift up to remove the battery cover. 
and in this compartment you may insert the four AAA batteries included with the calculator in the box. To put the battery cover back on, simply feel for the two prongs sticking out of the battery cover, put those towards you, slide that into the battery compartment first until it's as close to you as it can go, and then push down on the part of the battery cover that is facing away from you. You will hear a click and your battery cover has been inserted. The first thing you will need to do when you get your Orion calculator is to turn it on and off. To turn the calculator on and off, you must locate the power key, which is the bottom leftmost button on the calculator. If you feel three keys next to each other, you must move left and slightly up to find the kind of oval-shaped power button, and this is surrounded by a ridge on the bottom to make it easy to feel. If you press this bottom left button, the power button, you will hear a tone indicating that the calculator has been turned on, and the phrase home screen letting you know where you are on the calculator. The device also briefly vibrates when it turns on to let you know that the power has been turned on. If you leave your calculator sitting for about 5 minutes without pressing any buttons on it, it will enter automatic power down mode, which will automatically turn your calculator and Orion unit off to save battery. When you're ready to turn off your calculator, you must locate the second key. The second key is often used to perform functions for keys that don't exist on the device, there aren't as many keys on the calculator as there are functions it can perform, so the second key allows you to activate secondary functions for all of the buttons to access more capabilities of the calculator. If you feel right below the LCD screen and you feel the leftmost button, you must move down one key to find the second key. So the second key is the second key from the top left below the screen of the TI-84. I'm going to press the second key now. Second on. My calculator announces second on, letting me know that the secondary functions have been activated. I could press any key to activate its second function, but I'm just going to tap the power button that we just used to turn the calculator off. We hear a different series of tones. My calculator vibrated once again, and now both the TI-84 and the Orion portion have been turned off. I'm going to tap the power button to turn my calculator back on. Home screen. It turns on and lets me know I'm on the home screen. And now we're going to enter the key describer mode. This is known as help mode and allows you to find the purpose and identity of all of the keys on the TI-84 as well as the Orion unit. To enter help mode, we must press the second key three times. So I'm going to press the second key quickly three times now. Help on. Press this key three times again to exit help mode. You hear help on, and my calculator says that I can press this key three more times quickly to exit help mode. So now if I press just a random key on the calculator, comma symbol, open pin, x to the power of two, it tells enter me value, then press key. what the name of the key is, and if there is more information that applies to it, such as what the key does or what you must do after pressing the key, it tells me that as well. So the number pad, probably the most essential part of the calculator that allows you to enter numbers, is in the bottom middle of the device, and all of the keys on the number pad are concave, so indented a little bit in the center of the key. To easily find the number pad if you're having trouble, find the power key we just used, and move to the right to find the number pad. 
The topmost row of the number pad from left to right contains the numbers 7, 8, 9. Below this, 4, 5, 6. Below this, 1, 2, 3. Below this on the left, the 0. Middle is the decimal point. And the right key in the bottom row of the number pad is the negative symbol that allows you to enter a negative number. The essential mathematical operators are located to the right of the number pad. The bottom rightmost button on the calculator enter. is Enter. This is opposite of the location of the power button, and this is equivalent to your equals key. Above the Enter key is Plus symbol. Plus symbol, and I'm just going to keep moving my hand up straight up along this column of buttons, and we'll hear the names of all these keys. Minus symbol, multiplication symbol, division symbol with dots above and below a dash. So that's just divided by. Carrot. Enter value, press key, then enter exponential value. So there is the caret key, which allows you to calculate powers of numbers. And above caret, we have clear. the clear key, which will clear the screen or whatever's on the calculator, or exit us out of a menu. And above the clear key, you have up, down, left, right. In the standard form, just like we do on the Orion unit. This is our up, down, left, and right arrow keys. There are a couple of very important keys right below the second key as well. So I have the second key, the next key down. Alpha. Activates alpha function mode. There are so many functions that this device can do that the second function isn't enough. The, there's also alpha mode, which activates more functions for each key. This usually allows each key to enter a standard letter, normally used as variables, but there are some other functions this activates as well. So each key has a standard function activated when you press it, a second function activated by pressing second followed by the key, and a third function activated by pressing the alpha key followed by whatever key. So each key, or at least almost every key on the TI-84, has three functions. So the alpha key is also very important, especially for entering letters into the calculator. Below the alpha key, we have Math. Displays math menu. The math menu, which we're going to look at in just a few minutes. And then below that, you have more keys. Let's look at an example of the second function here. I'm going to press second. Two superscript ND. And now I Activate could... second function mode. Now I could press any key on the calculator to find its second function. So I'm going to press the caret key. Simple pi. And you hear simple pi. So this allows us to calculate with the pi function. So as you can see, some of the important functions you need, like pi, may be under the second key. We aren't going to look through every key here, but if you have an Orion TI-84 Plus calculator, I invite you to go into help mode and press different keys with their second and alpha combinations to find out all of the functions of this device. The TI-84 guidebook from Texas Instruments, found on the flash drive included in the packaging with the Orion TI-84, also includes descriptions of every key on this device. If I press, for example, the top left button on the Orion unit, repeat. that's the repeat key, to the right of that preferences. is the he preferences and key, exits the preference menu. and it tells us what that does as well. So this will describe Orion keys as well, and it will also do key combinations like Control plus the volume down key, or Control plus Braille dot two. Speech rate down. Is, Hold Control and press key to adjust speech rate down. Is the speech rate down function. Let's try Shift plus the top left key. Toggle between tone mode and speech mode. When you're looking at Hold a graph. Hold Shift and press key to toggle between tone and speech mode. When looking at a graph, that will toggle between tone mode and speech mode. 
So the help mode on here will allow you to find functions of every key and key combination on the TI-84 and the Orion unit. And to exit help mode, I can either press the second key three times or tap the power key. I'm going to press the second key three times. And I have exited the help screen. Let's do a few very basic calculations here. In order to make this tutorial as short as possible, we're going to look at how to do basic calculations just so you're comfortable with the process. And we'll look at the math menu. So I'm just going to do 2 plus 2. That's a really simple calculation and the buttons are fairly close together. So it's an easy first calculation to do. Remember, the calculator keypad is not set up like a phone, it's set up like the numeric keypad on a computer keyboard. So 2 is on the second row to the bottom in the middle, where the 8 would be on a telephone. So I'm going to press 2, two plus, two, which is right above the enter key, plus, and press 2 again, two, press enter, which is bottom right, four, tells us it's 4. Let's do 8 times 9, 8 times 9, enter, 72, is 72. And let's do something with a power so we can use the caret key since we also found that one. Let's do 6, six. to the power of 7. So I'll press caret, and it tells me that's power. I'll press 7, seven. and press enter. 279,936. 279,936. So that is how you can perform basic calculations. If you wish to review what you have already typed, you could move the focus of your calculator cursor by using the arrow keys that we located on the TI-84 itself. But if we wanted to stay right here where we just got the answer to this calculation, but be able to review the last answer or maybe even what I typed in to get this answer to make sure I didn't make a typo in my expression, we could use the up arrow on the Orion unit itself. So I'll up arrow. 279,000. 936. That's the answer we just got if I up arrow again. 6 power 7. That's 6 power 7. That's the expression we entered to get that answer. One more up arrow. 72. There's 72. Up arrow again. 8 times 9. So we are scrolling up backwards through the history of what we've entered into the calculator. If you got to a big answer, let's go back down to the big blank, answer we blank, just got. Blank 279,936. We might want to go character by character so you can make sure when you're writing that down on a worksheet, on typing it into a document, etc., you have the digits written correctly. So I'm going to right arrow to move through each character, each number, making up this answer. Blank, two, seven, nine, nine, three, six. So this allows you to move by each character through what you have just got as an answer or through an expression. And if you aren't sure what the calculator just said, the top left button on the Orion unit Six. will repeat the last thing the calculator has said. Many of the slightly more advanced functions you might need are located in the math menu that don't actually have buttons on the device. We did find the math menu key. This is two keys below the second key, so I'm going to press this. Math, math menu, show us fraction. Here are some of the options you might want when looking at answers. Let's say you got .333 repeating as an answer, and you didn't know that was one-third. You could go in here, press the enter key on show as fraction, and that would show as one-third. So if you need a fractional answer rather than a decimal answer, you can choose show as fraction. I'm going to use the down arrow key on the right side of the TI-84 plus face to move through this menu. Show as decimal. We could show this answer as a decimal if it was showing as a fraction. Q. We could cube an answer. 
or take it to the power of 3. Cube root. We could take the cube root of a number, so you would, for example, press enter here, type in 9, and then press enter to get 3 as your cube root, or you could press enter twice to get the cube root of the last answer that was on screen and spoken. If I down arrow again, x to the root. Here's x to the root. Function min open thin. Function min minimum min. Function max open thin. Function max open paren open parenthesis means that you could put a number after that parenthesis when you pressed enter. Numerical derivative open thin. We have numerical derivative. Functional integral open thin. Functional integral. Summation, summation, open thin. Summation. Log base, open thin. Log base. Solver. A solver mode. Show as fraction. And we hear a beep to in indicate we have wrapped back to the beginning of the menu, and you hear a double beep tone that lets us know that as well. There are a couple more menus here that are not being spoken right now, so let's use the right arrow key on the TI-84. Number menu. We're in the number Absolute menu. Absolute value of open thin. Absolute value of... You could press enter here, type in the absolute value, and get the absolute value of a number. Round open thin. We could round a number. Integral part open thin. Integral part. Fractional part open thin. Fractional part. Greatest integer open thin. Greatest integer. Minimum value open thin. Minimum value. Maximum value open thin. Maximum value. Least common multiple open thin. Least common multiple. Greatest common divisor open thin. Greatest common divisor. Greatest common factor. Remainder open thin. Remainder. Fraction to mix number. Fraction to mix number that will convert something like three halves to one and one half. Decimal to fraction. This will take an answer from a decimal to a fraction. Mix number template. There's a mixed number template that would allow you to type in numbers. Fraction number template. There's a template to enter fractions. Absolute value of open thin. And we've wrapped back to absolute value, so we've looked at the number menu and the math menu. If I go to the right again. Complex operations complex conjugate open thin. Now we're not going to go through all these menus, but this is your more complex operations menu. To the right again. Probability menu. Random number generator. Here is a probability menu. Here's random number generator. We could scroll down to find more functions to do with probability. To the right again. Math menu. Show us fraction. And we're back to the math menu. So you have your math menu, number menu, complex operation menu, and your probability menu. So the math key is a very important key to let you access all of these features that you will pretty often need. I'm going to press the clear key to exit this menu. Clear. And we're out of the menu. If I waited to down arrow, nothing happens. So we're out of that menu. That is all we're going to be looking at in this tutorial on the TI-84 Plus itself. We are now going to take a look at all of the preferences on the Orion unit to do with speech and accessible output. So I'm going to press the dot .4 key, the key in the dot .4 position of the Braille cell, or the key on the top right of the six keys on the Orion unit. References menu. Graph options. We have some submenus here. The first one we come to is graph options, so I'm going to press the key in the middle of the arrows here. Navigation tone duration. This setting controls how long each tone plays when you're arrowing through a graph. As I mentioned earlier, you can use your arrow keys to arrow through a graph to hear the tones raised and lower in pitch to find out where a point is on a graph. This setting will control how long each tone is, whether it's just a short beep, or a long continuous beep as you arrow through the graph. This is a setting that's set to a pretty acceptable level by default, but if you do wish to have each individual tone that you arrow to be longer or shorter in duration, you can change this menu option. Any of these menus will let you press the key in the center of the arrows 
down arrow to the choice you want and press select to set it. So we're not going to explore each menu because this would just have different durations. If I down arrow, equation playback duration. When you initially graph, the unit will play the graph for you. As I mentioned earlier, it'll just play the tones from left to right on the graph to let you know what the graph is shaped like. This item, if you press select on it, will give you options for how long that playback should last. If you set something like two seconds, you're going to get a very fast peek at what the graph is like. If you set it to something like 12 seconds, it'll go nice and slow so you can really understand the changes in tone. Negative value noise. This controls if you would like to hear a hissing type noise or a static type sound when you're in the negative numbers on top of the standard tones. Negative value vibration. This controls whether you want your calculator to vibrate when you reach negative values on a graph. If you're in a classroom where vibration is not really allowed for the case of cell phones going off, things like that, you may wish to turn this off. Coordinate announcement. This setting controls whether the Orion TI-84 Plus when in speech mode on a graph, meaning it's not playing tones, it's announcing coordinate values, will announce the x-coordinate value, the y-coordinate value, or both values. So depending on what type of information you're looking for, you can either set this to just announce the x-coordinates, just the y's, or both. And if you don't want to hear either, you can switch the device to tone mode. Reset graph settings. If you've changed a setting you don't like, but you don't know what you changed, you can go in here, press select, and the graph settings will be reset to their default. If I down arrow again, navigation tone duration, we hear the double beep indicating we're back to the first item we were on. We already heard this, so we have explored all of the graph options. I'm going to left arrow, graph options which close the graph options submenu. I'm back to the main preferences menu. If I down arrow, speech options. I have speech options. I can press select here, which will allow us to set some of the different speech options that many of you may want to be changing when you get your calculator. If I press the key in the middle of the arrows, voice. This controls which voice the calculator uses to speak. If I press select, false voice, default. There's Paul's voice, which is the default. Harry's voice. Harry's voice. Frank's voice. Denise's voice. Betty's voice. I'm just down arrowing through these. Ursula's voice. Wendy's voice. Rita's voice. Kate's voice. Paul's voice. Default. Paul, Paul is the default, so I'll press select to select him. Paul's voice. Default selected. Voice. And that is all of the different voices you have on the unit. So if you don't like the voice that we have by default, Paul, you can go change him to some other voice included. You heard the unit say voice, which means we set the setting, so it took us back to the speech options menu rather than letting us choose more voices. We set our setting, so we're currently focused on the voice item. If we down arrow, pitch. we could change the pitch of the speech. If I down arrow again, menu item number announcement. For example, when we were looking at the math menu, the cube function was the third option down. You could either down arrow to the cube function every time you want to use it, or you could turn this option on, which would, for example, say 1, show as decimal, 2, show as fraction, 3, cube, 4, cube root, as you down arrowed. If you then remembered the number it had read, you could just push that number on the calculator to activate that number in the menu, which would save you time from having to down arrow. You can always press the number of the item you want to activate it, but this controls whether you want the Orion unit to read out the number of each item in the menu. By default, it does not, as you heard, but if you wanted to know which number each item of the menu had, you could turn this option on. I want to leave this off like it is now, so I'll just down arrow. Reset speech settings. 
And if you had changed your speech to something you didn't like, you could reset your speech settings, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to down arrow, voice. back to voice, left arrow, since we've looked at all the settings here. Speech options. Another down arrow. Orion help. Brings us to Orion help, and this gives you some information that you might want. So I'll press select to open this. Battery status. We could press select here to find out what our current battery status of the Orion portion is. Orion battery capacity is 93%. So I have 93% of my battery remaining. If I down arrow, we hear a beep. So we're in the battery status screen. We need to left arrow back to the help menu. Battery status. And I'll down arrow again. Firmware version. If you press select here, this would tell you what version you are running. There are updates on occasion that are released for the Orion TI-84 Plus to fix any bugs and make it even more accessible if there are things that weren't working properly. So if you're not sure if you have the latest version or not, this will tell you. If you down arrow again, serial number, you could press select here to find what your serial number is if you needed to know that. If you down arrow past the serial number option, quiet mode, we find quiet mode. And what this does is allows you to mute all of the startup noise and feedback your calculator gives you. If you press the key in the center of the arrows on quiet mode, that will be enabled, and when you press the power key to turn on your calculator, like we did earlier in this demonstration, your calculator will start up normally, and you can press any key to verify that, but it will not vibrate as it turns on, it will not say anything about power on, and it will not make the power on chime. So if you don't like the little chime it plays as it turns on, or if you are using the calculator in a classroom where you don't really want it to be vibrating every time you turn it on, you can pick this option, which will allow you to have your calculator start up silently, and just be ready to use without providing you with any chimes or vibrations. This will turn off the speech, you won't get any haptic feedback, any tones from graphs, so this is just basically turning everything off as far as accessibility is concerned to allow you to use your Orion TI-84 Plus like a standard TI-84 if you wish to do so. Be careful with this option, don't turn it off unless you need to temporarily disable accessibility on your calculator. I'll down arrow again. Battery status. Left arrow to close this since we've looked at everything in the help menu. Orion help. Down arrow. Reset all. And if you really had messed up your settings and didn't know what you did, or you just want your calculator the way it was when it came out of the box, you could press select here to reset all of the Orion's options to their defaults. If I down arrow again. Exit. We could exit the preferences menu and just be returned back to using the calculator. And one more down arrow. Graph options. Returns us to graph options. You can either press the key in the center of the arrows to exit on the exit option, or you can press the dot four positioned key that we press to enter here to exit the preferences menu. Exit preferences menu. We have now exited the preferences menu. We will conclude this first tutorial on use of the Orion TI-84 Plus talking graphing calculator from Texas Instruments, the American Printing House for the Blind, and Orbit Research. Thank you for listening to this tutorial. I hope you have found it helpful. And if you need more information on the Orion TI-84+, please refer either to the Quick Start, Orion Manual, and TI-84 Manual located on the USB stick that shipped with the device, or find all of these resources on the APH website under the Orion TI-84 Plus link at tech.aph.org. everyone, this is Mary Emerson. Today I'm going to discuss the Braille Edge and the upgrade, which is software version 1.1, build 2013-0809, which I just installed 
last evening. And before I do that, I should describe the Braille Edge to you so you can get a general idea of what it's like. It is a Braille display. It does not usually have any sort of sound coming out of it, but there is a little speaker located on the device. It's a monaural speaker and it usually gives you alerts or sounds if you have this turned on in the settings. When I installed the new build, it did have a little bit of speech which alerted you that the build was starting. And I'll show you that a little later on. To give you an idea of what the device looks like, it is about oh, 12 inches long, about I'd say a little over half an inch thick and probably about three or four inches wide. I'm just doing a guesstimate here. And it has a 40 cell braille display and a Perkins keyboard with nine keys. To the left and right of the space bar there are four buttons and these emulate PC functions. They're known as F1 through F8 and going from left to right they are escape, tab, control, alt, and then the space bar, shift, insert, windows key, and applications key. Below the keyboard and the space bar and these buttons there are 40 routing buttons and then the braille display. To the left of the keyboard and also to the right there is a circle of arrow keys with a key in the middle. On the left edge there is a Bluetooth switch which you can turn on and off and an SD card slot. Along the back edge of the device there is to the left a reset button which is what is used when you reset the device. To the right of that near the right edge is a pinhole and that is the hard reset button. On the right edge there is an AC power adapter port and a USB on the go port which is used for connecting to a PC or to a mobile device. And along the bottom edge, actually near the right end, is the power button. To the right and left of the braille display, there are two buttons that are sort of capsule shaped. You can scroll by display length and line, but you can't use these to scroll by paragraph. You can use the arrow circle to scroll by different things. You can scroll by sentence, by line, and by paragraph, and by page. In addition to using this device as a braille display connected to a mobile device or a PC or a Mac, you can also use the Braille Edge as a very basic note taker. It has some applications which I'll mention later on as I go through some of the menus. That is what this device is like and now I'm going to show you what happened when I updated the device to the current version. There is a file containing the update information and software. It's about 21 meg, probably a little more than that. To obtain the file, I got an email. Since I subscribe to two of the email lists that HIMSS owns, then I got an email from both of those lists which gave the update information. 
You can probably get it from their website also in the news section, although it might be on the home page. Within the email message, there was an attachment, which is the manual in doc format. And within the email message, there was a direct link to the file on the HIMSS site. And you could download this file, and this file had an extension of BIN, as in binary. I took that file, put it in the root directory of an SD card, the one that I use with my Braille Edge. And starting the upgrade is a two-handed procedure. You hold down the F8 key, which is the rightmost of the eight buttons that I mentioned, the ones that are next to the space bar. And while you're holding it down, you press and release the reset button. This is the one that is leftmost on the back edge. And here's what happened when I did that. I'm holding the F8 key and going to press and release the reset button. And apparently the Braille is supposed to change. It turned on. I'm going to keep holding TF8, and it has announced, and I release, I am releasing the F8 key, and we're hearing some sounds here. I didn't know this thing would actually announce something through its little tiny speaker, but it sure did. And the braille changed, so that if you're deafblind, if you know somebody who's deafblind who's installing this, they can install this, because the braille changes. You briefly see some braille and then it disappears, and that's when you release the F8 key. This is a big update. The file is around 21 meg, and for a small machine like this, this is quite a lot of... Okay. It said it's successful, and it's going to be restarted. It didn't show it in Braille, however. So let's wait for it to restart. And I'm going to have to go in and reset all my settings because it changes them. Here's the Braille, Hymns International Braille Edge, Notepad. I see that my settings have actually remained. And the reason that I could tell is because I've got all my messages set up for grade 2 contracted Braille. Normally, the default is computer Braille. So that's how I knew that everything was as I had originally set it. The settings had already been saved back when I was running version 1.0. The update file that you put on the SD card with the BIN file extension is not removed from the card. So you need to put your card into your PC and delete that file. Now I'm going to summarize some of the new functions with version 1.1 of the software. The terminal clipboard, this is something I can't demonstrate to you, but I can describe it. When the Braille Edge is connected to a PC or a phone or a tablet or some such mobile device, with the terminal for screen reader turned on on the Braille Edge, you can press space plus enter plus the letter I on the Braille Edge, which will let you type text on that device, and then you press enter on the Braille Edge and the text that you typed is sent as a block of text into your connected device, whether it be PC, phone, tablet, whatever. And this is useful when you're using a screen reader such as VoiceOver that translates as you type something. 
what that does is it bypasses the translation so you can get the actual item into your tablet, your phone, your mobile device. Another feature is that you can read contracted Braille in TXT, in Doc, DocX, or Docs, as some people call it, and RTF in contracted Braille. But you cannot save files as DocRTF or Docs format files. They will be saved as TXT files. The Grade 2 info is not kept because the original TXT file is not really modified. The thing that changes when you open a file and you have the contracted Braille turned on in the options, which I'll show you later, is the display method for the file. And when you open a file with contracted Braille turned on, it takes a while to open the file because it has to be translated, first of all, so that it can be displayed in your chosen Braille format. I opened a file last night just to test the machine and it was a very large Windows 7 file that gave all sorts of information about Windows 7. I think it was one of those inside out or definitive guide or something. It was a huge file. I had it in text format. It took about four or five minutes to open the thing and when I got it I could move around in grade 2 I could not read by paragraph because I was displaying a grade 2 version of the file, but when I exited with a space Z, I exited the file very quickly, and I went back and opened the file again after I had gone into the options and turned off that option to display TXT, RTF, whatever files in grade 2 or uncontracted Braille, and it was the original text file and displayed in computer braille in text format. It opened very quickly because there was no translation involved and it worked just fine. Another feature is that there are changes to the way that you turn the device on and off. When you turn the device on or off you hold down the power button for a second and when the braille display changes and the dots flatten out then you release the power button and this works for both on and off. Also the way that you use the pinhole button which is the rightmost button on the back edge of the machine this has changed. I'm not talking about the reset button with a dot in it, I'm talking about the other one that you have to use with a paper clip or some other sharp device. Not too sharp though because you don't want to damage the machine. Even a toothpick will work in many cases you press the pinhole when the display changes to the way it looks when it's turned off then you press and hold the power button and then when the dots flatten out and retract then the hard reset is done and I have a couple comments here about the manual the manual has been updated to include the new features and it was included as an attachment to the news message that was sent out they also sent messages out to the appropriate email list that HIMS owns. And you should be able to get it online on the HIMS site. A few comments about the section in the manual that's called the Terminal for Screen Reader. There are some things added there. They have added information to describe how to use the Braille Edge with various screen readers. These don't include Dolphin, but they do include JAWS, Window Eyes, 
NVDA system access and with that one you have to use the device in Bluetooth only. It won't work with USB connections. VoiceOver on the Mac and iOS devices and Braille back for Android devices. Terminal clipboard information is also included in this section and also USB connections are described. I'm going to guide you through very quickly the home page which is what I like to call the menu that comes up when you turn the device on just to show you what's in here and also go through the options so I can show you some of the new features. I'm sitting on the menu just turn the device on and at the top the notepad which is a file manager and text editor very basic the terminal for screen reader the next item and I'm down arrowing through these and this item is what you activate when you want to use your device as a braille display connected to a PC, iOS device, Android device, tablet, whatever. Down arrowing once, applications, and I'm going to right arrow and show you what these are. A calculator, which is very simple, basic arithmetic, and down from that is alarm, date and time set. The next item is the stopwatch, and down from that is a countdown timer, and then the scheduler is the last one. I'm going to left arrow out of this, and below applications, options, and below that information, which provides information about the device, such as the software version and some other things. So let's up arrow back to options, and I'm going to right arrow to get into this and we'll look at the options. 8-dot mode, which I have turned off currently. Down arrowing from that, view shortcut keys so that you can see what you can press next time you get into the menu and want to do something quick. Down arrow from that, view file info. Down arrow from that, startup mode. And this tells you what you want to start up with. You can start up with the main menu displayed or I'm spacing to show you the other options here new document or recent document or terminal for screen reader which is handy because you can turn on the device and it automatically comes up in screen reader mode and calculator is the fifth one and we're back to main menu down arrowing play sound this says do you want to play alert sounds or the sound that is activated when you turn the device on or off and of course this is a toggle switch I have it off braille grade for messages you can toggle this among contracted braille or computer braille or uncontracted braille braille table and you can toggle among English UK Polish Denmark, Turkey, Hebrew, Swedish, Arabic, Norwegian, Netherlandic, I guess that means Dutch, Russian, Spanish, French, Germany, I'm just reading these as they appear, Italian, and English is the last one. Next item says message display time. It says how long do you want a message or alert to be displayed on the braille display? and I have it set to three seconds which I think is a default next item power saving mode I have that turned off you can turn it on so it powers off or goes to sleep after a few minutes next item notepad grade this is new 
and you can toggle among computer braille, uncontracted braille, or contracted braille. And right now I have it set to computer braille, but if you want to read a file in grade 2 braille, for example, or contracted, you can toggle notepad grade to whatever you want, to grade 2 contracted or grade 1 uncontracted or computer braille. Next item is automatic disconnect Bluetooth at 10%. This means that when your battery power is low and it's down to 10%, it turns off Bluetooth. This is also a new item. Restore, and this means that when you restart your device or shut down and bring up your device again, it automatically keeps your settings and restores them automatically. There are a couple of toggles for this new function. You can initialize the settings or you can toggle them back to automatically. So this deletes what they formerly had which included backup and that was a setting that would allow you to back up your settings but the settings are automatically backed up when you exit settings and that's going to wrap it up for this presentation about the braille edge and the new features and a bit more about the device to give you an idea of what it is and what it's like if you have any further questions you can go to the HIMS website the US site is at HIMS-INC.com. The international site is HIMSINTL.com. Thank you for listening. This is Mary Emerson from Main Menu. Here at a very busy ACB 2013 in Columbus, Ohio, I am standing in front of the Irie AT booth and I'm visiting with Holly. And Holly, what are you most excited to talk about this convention? At ACB, we're showcasing um, the index braille embossers. We have on display an Everest D version 4. Um, we also have alpha braille displays, um, 40 cell refreshable braille displays, and we're showing the BC640 with feature pack at the booth. Okay. We're also showing the Tactipad Tactile Graphics Drawing Tablet, which is a new product we've just picked up from Thinkable. Okay. Um, that allows you to um, draw tactile graphics basically with a ballpoint pen. Oh, wow. Um, and there's also a digital pen that you can use to um, draw graphics and then bring them into um, software and then emboss out drawings later on an embosser. We also have the Captain Mobility GPS unit, which okay. is a voice recognition GPS, so you can enter um, destinations by voice and then get walking or driving directions as well as points of interest. Okay. And we have the Freebox Touch smartwatch, which is a new product we've also just picked up that has a smartwatch talking watch feature. It's also high contrast for low vision users. Mm -hmm. And we have, um, and it has an MP3 player and voice memo recorder in it as well. Wow, very impressive. So that is our product line we're demoing. We also have um, special show pricing mm -hmm. going on right now. Uh, so if you're interested in that, then you can come by our booth and have a look at our products. All right. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of good stuff going on. The, uh, the uh, tactile graphic drawing devices plus your embossers, sounds like they would really open up a lot of possibilities. Yes, absolutely. And for that purpose, we've actually created a number of um, uh, solutions packages, mm -hmm. which include um, things that you need to um, 
make tactile graphics and emboss them for students. So for example, we have the basic tactile graphics package that comes with our basic Index Basic D embosser, the tactile graphics pad, and the tactile view graphics design software. We also have a similar package featuring the Everest okay. embosser. And then we have um, an additional package we created especially for uh, math and science for Braille readers. Right. That one comes with um, an Everest embosser. It also comes with Duxbury translation software and scientific notebook to make it easier to make math accessible. And then that also comes with the tactile graphics drawing pad and the tactile view software for making diagrams and things like that that would be difficult to make in Sounds like a lot for people to check out. What's the best way to get more information about you? The best way to get more information, you can visit our booth, which is booth number 31, or you can visit our website, which is www.irie-at.com. Well, Holly, thank you for taking the time to uh, talk about your product with us today. Thanks so much. Thanks to Hymns Inc. for sponsoring this year's podcast coverage this convention season. Reporting for the Sarah Talk Podcast Network, I'm Jamie Pauls. If you're interested in providing feedback about Main Menu, chatting with all of the members of the Main Menu staff, and be able to communicate with a large number of Main Menu's listeners, you might wish to subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list. To subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list, you can send an email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can also participate in conversation about Main Menu on Twitter by following at Main Menu or visiting our Twitter page at www.twitter.com slash Main Menu. again for being with us today on main menu we always appreciate having you here we hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you back again here next week on main menu